0: Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart will be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's holy word. Now, today's message. we Thanksgiving
1: Jesus is always, well, God, throughout the Bible. Many times he has marked events in the Bible by places. You know, walls of Jericho, set up the rocks after crossing the Red Sea, and um, Bethel, um, many, many places in the Bible, they mean something. Something happened there Or either God told people to go there To a certain place See you, you you serve If you are a believer You serve a very very Specific God He's not just Generic and random He's a specific God Pray over your eye Specific Don't just pray God he'll Pray over your eye Specific God did that with places. And God is very intentional, church. Say that with me. God is very intentional. God has a plan and a place for the plan. That's why he got mad. Can I say ticked off? Ticked off that day when they were... Doing everything but making his father's house a house of prayer And he flipped the tables and Got the whip out Yeah, that same Jesus that everybody talks about He's full of grace and mercy and truth He is He's got wrath in him too Because he's equally holy Equally just Equally graceful And so he knew that place was not the place For what those people were doing Why I also said Forsake not the assembling of yourselves At the Black Friday location He didn't say that did he Forsake not the assembling of yourselves In my house That's what he said Hebrews 10, 25 Read it for yourself He didn't just Throw out a vague statement He said my house my house shall be called. It's a place. My house shall be called a house of prayer. But it's also the place of assembly. By the way, you passed the test today. You're here in an assembly. And God ordained this place. He didn't ordain. Some people have to be in the bed. Some people have to be at work. Nobody has to be shopping right now. Can I just say that like that? If I'm willing to shout today, y'all to let me say about anything I feel led to say. All right. Amen brother God's always had a place For instance There was a place Called the upper room Anybody ever heard of it Where he said prepare a table And uh, that's where we're going to have the last supper There's also a place Golgotha It's called the place of the skull That was the place where he would actually Bear the cross himself The Bible tells us in the Old Testament There's a place God said we could run to In fact if you were to read Exodus 21 verse 13, it would read something like this. And if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee a place whether he shall flee, a place to go to. God also, there is also another place God had set up that's actually a place by God. Exodus 33 21 says, And the Lord said, Behold, there's a place by me. Thou shalt stand upon a rock. He's talking to Moses when he said this. There's a place where you could actually be navigated and, and guided by the Lord. Deuteronomy 1, chapter 1, verse 33. He said, uh, Who went in the way before you to search you out a place to pitch your tents in fire by night? Y'all know these scriptures to show you by way what way you should go. And a cloud by day. There was a place. Specific place. But there was also a place God made for His name to dwell. That was His house. Read about that in the 12th chapter of Deuteronomy. But then if you go over to Judges 18, you'll find out. But there, there's actually a place you can get to in God where no want of anything ever, ever really crosses your mind. Let me read that scripture to you because... I believe somebody wants to hear this. When you go, you shall come upon a people secure to a large land, for God hath given it into your hands a place where there is no want of anything that is in the earth. I'm telling y'all, if you hadn't caught on by now, God's got some good places if we'll just get into them. Go to them. Do them. God's got some good places, but he also got a place of refuge. Proverbs 14, in the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence in his children. You that have called on his name shall have a place of refuge. Y'all know that other song. I'm, I'm doing songs today, Barbara, for some reason. The righteous run into, and they are blessed be the name of the Lord. So there's a place you can go. But there's... Also, in the New Testament, there was a place. Now, listen, in Bible days, every, I don't know why people say that. Every day's a Bible day. But let me just say, during the day of Jesus, I can't say that. Every day's a day of Jesus. But back during the time when Jesus was on the earth, so we can at least get it in a three year period right there, his ministry years. There was a certain place. There was a lot of livestock in the land in those days. Lots of bulls and goats and donkeys. And Jesus told his disciples, he said, There's a place, certain place to go to, and you're going to find a colt tied there. He identified the colt by the location. And you know what happened next. He used that colt to ride into Jerusalem uh, for his triumphal entry. Uh, you know, it's about like what Israel's seeing right now. Three days, everybody was sorrowful. Well, when Jesus was coming in town, check this out. They threw their clothes off, and they got palm branches, and y'all know, hey, quick test. What was the word they cried? Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the king. Hosanna, hosanna, hosanna! But then it wasn't. But a little while longer, and some of those same lips was saying,
0: "Crucify him."
1: Now they were saying it better than that. But they were saying, "Crucify him, crucify him." And Jesus identified the donkey, the place of the donkey. So he's a very specific God. We've covered that. And then after he come up out of that grave. Did you know uh, it probably wasn't very large, but maybe? Sorry, guys, for not giving you a heads up, but it might have been maybe this big in the tomb where he went, and there was still some space in there. Some believe it was like a like a rock, a flat rock that maybe had been hewn out where they laid him. But the Bible says when he took that napkin off of his head and he folded it up real nice, he didn't just throw it on the ground because that meant I ain't coming back. A lot of people believe, according to a custom there, if somebody was not happy with a meal in a house. I said this many years ago, but I'll say it again for the sake of visitors. or If you forgot, the custom was if you didn't like the meal or the hospitality that... You just fold that, that napkin and put it right there. and That meant I ain't coming back. I, a lot of y'all think in the places in Larnburg, you're going to fold a napkin. and But don't do it. They won't get it. And, and, and you won't be blessed. So Jesus took that napkin. And the Bible says he folded the napkin and he put it. In a certain place Might be better if I read it for you John 27 If you 20 verse 7 If you want to check it out And the napkin That was about his head Not lying in With the linen cloths But wrapped together In a place By itself So we talked about A lot of places Throughout the scriptures So God cares about places His house His house where he has things stored, whether it's a table for men to sit and eat his last supper or, or a place where you can find a coat that's never been ridden on, God's a place. But now, I'm not worried about my voice today. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about crying today. That's what I'm struggling with. And I've held it to right now. So that's, that's what I need some help with, all right? John 14. Thank you, Theo. John 14 says this. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. Two things we're going to look at this morning. I have not seen this until this week. I find that's happening on a regular basis, not just to me, but I hear other people say the same thing. Meaning, keep reading the Bible, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell you for the third week in a row because I ain't hadn't programmed it yet. But go on and get ready to read Romans chapter 12 again today. All right, because I'm telling you, the Word of God is always speaking. I don't care if you know John three sixteen, Psalm 23. I don't care what you, Isaiah 40, 31 by heart. You read it and you're going to see something. You're going to hear something that you've never, ever heard before. That's why we're, we're in the Word. We're in the Word until the trumpet sounds. But I want to look at the first thing that God brought to my attention this week. In my father's house are many mansions. How many of you have ever been to Asheville and you've seen the Biltmore house before? All right. If you haven't, that's what it looks like right there. That's it. Now, before we do anything else, I just want you to look at that for one, one or two seconds. Because the Biltmore house is a place I never want to have to go to again. But anyway... And I'll just say they decorate it real nice and that hooks certain people to want to go see it again. Same house, same decorations. No, it ain't the same price. And you ain't going there without buying something. But that's the Biltmore house right there. That is the Biltmore house. It's a big, Single family dwelling place What they say It's a big, big, big house Very big house I've always read this a lot At, at funerals, John 14 But the, the this week has been different folks The Bible says Jesus said In my father's house Are In my, inside of my father's house. Are you going there yet? Inside of, inside of, not in heaven. Let's, let's, Let's get it straight today. Inside of God's house in heaven. Are you with me yet? So we're not talking about the outskirts of the tabernacle or God's house or all the beautiful uh, the 1500 miles of levels of floor we're talking about inside of God's house Jesus said inside of God's house walk inside of God's house and the best I could do on a very very quick uh, are many built more houses, many mansions. God's got a big house, but God's got a big heart too. In my Father's house are many mansions. So when I read this again this week, you know what happened? It dawned on me. Maybe, just maybe, maybe what Jesus was trying to tell us is that in my Father's house, He's already got the mansion, the residency for you handled. Inside of his house, he wants all his youngins in there with him. Long time ago, oh, it ain't been about three or four months ago. Um, Beckham said he wanted to marry his mommy. A lot of that going around, you know. But he, he, he meant it the innocent way. And then we ask about different ones. I'm messing it up. But then they said about baby's sister. And he said, well, she can live beside me. Beside us. You know, and you got that little thought in your mind of wanting to everybody stay on the compound together. But see, God loves you so much, and all of you that are listening, he loves you so much that he just wasn't going to throw you up a shanty somewhere in heaven. He, I believe, put a mansion for you inside of his house where he could look at you and see you and talk with you every day. You know, I can probably put that in several different contexts, but, but maybe Jesus... The last imagery positive we have as humans is him sitting at the table with his disciples breaking bread. That's why we do communion now. But what if Jesus was just saying, listen, Father's got the house, but I got to go because I've got to work on a spread for you like you've never seen before. After all, what are we going to for seven years? The marriage supper of the Lamb. But listen, just hear what God is saying, not what I'm doing. For 2,000 years, God, you know at my house, me and Angel will get a paper blade and put it right in there. And that's all I need got to eat a sandwich and keep going. But God says, no, not with me. You're the bride of my life. You're the body of my head. The Lord says, oh, no, you're my bride. i got to work on you a place. So God says, I'm taking my time. I want it to be right. It ain't going to be a snack. It ain't going to be a sandwich. But it's going to be a mighty fine spread. God, and I I just wonder when we get there, is God going to say, this is yours, and then I can't say, God, all of this for me? Caitlin called me, and this is Tyler. You know, his grandmother passed away in um, uh, April, and his grandfather's ready just to be through with all that stuff. And so they were having a guy to come just pack up everything that was left and donate it or give it away or whatever. Um, she said, Daddy, I got that grill. And I said I don't need a grill. I'm not a greedy person, y'all. I mean, if I don't need something, I don't need it. I'm trying to get rid of stuff, I'm not a hoard. And uh, I said, you know what? But we don't we don't have a, a grill at the youth building if, if for when we do outdoor cooking. And and I said immediately, I said, I said, well, I'll meet you down there. And I said, God, thank you. That's why, thank you for me driving. Thank you, Lord, for letting me drive this truck today. And I got there before they did, and I backed up and started getting it ready. And so Caitlin opened the side door to the garage door. And as soon as I walked in the garage, a stack about that high of that composite deck sizes everything, everything. Just enough for me to do the steps with, and all I could do was cry. It was the right color. It was gray. It comes in more than one color. It was the right width, and it was just enough—maybe a little bit left over—to do them six steps at my house. So I'm telling you, God's got a place. Sorry, Home Depot, Builders 1st, may not have it in stock, but God's got everything you need in this life in stock all the time, and he's got it in an unsuspecting place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a very specific God. Spit your head, drive your truck, just do what I tell you, and I got it covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Don't matter if Paul Lemon can get to churches from January to May. God's got money sitting everywhere. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Father God, I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm glad there was a place where you bore your cross so I could be saved. So I could get a reservation, Lord. Get my name written down. I thank you today, God. I give you praise right now, Lord God, that in... The Father's house are many mansions, Lord. I can't even imagine what that mansion looks like. And I'm thankful right now, Lord, you've gone to prepare us a place, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I love you. You've just been so faithful to me this year, God especially. You've been faithful to me. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not, do you go to church? Not, do you have a cross in your home? But do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath. And for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you, God. I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door, you said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're gonna follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D Or you can send us a text That just says Saved To 910 400 That's the word Saved To 910 1199 Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey And there's no strings attached We just want you to know We're trying to finish our course And fulfill the Great Commission And you're part of that so let us pray for you And if you have any kind of prayer request, Why don't you uh, share that with us uh, We will not reach back out to you And ask you for anything uh, But you're welcome to email us And let us know what your prayer Need is right now And that's just a simple email uh, To prayer At multitudeschurch.com Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast And we look forward To seeing you in heaven one day For all eternity
0: Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.